Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Home and home. If you threw just eight passes to reach the Super Bowl, how you feeling? Does it make a difference if you are the man or the man behind the man? And is there hope for a dozen teams in the NFL based on the Jimmy Garoppolo model? Can you get to the Super Bowl? Can you win a Super Bowl without an elite quarterback? There might, in fact, be hope for many of you and your teams underachieving. It's a Tuesday home at home. A radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out. The smartest way to hire ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker is back home in Pennsylvania. And it is cold outside along the entire East Coast, somewhere along 10 degrees. And with that, apologies to you listening on demand that you can't see what I am wearing. It is known as the comfy because it is the warmest thing you have ever worn in your entire life. I wear it on the couch quite often. I'm wearing it on this podcast because my attic is freezing. And as I welcome in Ross Tucker, this question. Now, this thing has like a, I don't even know what, a furry lining in the inside. It's got a hood. It's got a pocket for your hands. It's ginormous. It's like a blanket with a hood, with a pocket, with a furry lining Ross but my my question to you is this my friend am I an insane person to wear this outside the house because I wore it last night the comfy to pick up dinner for my family I figured the place would be empty it was not I got a lot of strange looks for standing there in my comfy it was it got weird quick man am I nuts not even a little bit and everybody that listens to the show on demand or listens to it live, you are missing a treat right now if, if you're not watching it. By the way, on the radio.com app, right below where you can listen is where you can watch for those of you that want to watch. Dave, you're talking to a grown man that wears Crocs uh, 95% of the time, I would say. <laughs> You're talking to a grown man that almost never wears what I'm wearing right now, ironically. We'll get to that. But I wear mesh shorts also about 90 to 95% of the time year-round. Uh, so mesh shorts and Crocs if I'm outside. If I'm inside, mesh shorts still and either flip-flops or slippers. The Crocs are for outerwear. The Crocs are for wearing in public. Think about that one. Think about that one. I have wool-lined Crocs for when it's cold, <laughs> and I have these awesome camo Crocs when it's not cold. I, you know, every once in a while, I get made fun of for them. I mean, here, you know my philosophy on that, Dave. How are you going to make fun of me? Who are you? You're going to make fun of me? You think you're better than me? You're not. Anyway, 
So I also wear hooded sweatshirts all the time. I either wear a long sleeve tee or a hooded sweatshirt. And Dave, I rock a hooded sweatshirt, a Cowboys hooded sweatshirt, actually. That, yes, was free and was from 2002. <laughs> Coming up on 18 years on that triple extra large Cowboys hoodie. And I wear it all the time. So quite often when I'm in public I and I go pick up my daughters, I don't give a shit. I will be wearing an oversized Cowboys hoodie with mesh shorts with pockets with wool line Crocs. And to quote my friends, I look like someone who's either totally made it or totally given up. <laughs> I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide which category I fit into. Well, I think you look like someone who's totally given up, but thankfully the total package tells me it's both someone who has really made it and has really given up. Now, as for the comfy wearing it out of the house, I think if uh, I, I'm not comfortable with what I did last night, wearing it out, I just wanted to test it out to see if I could get some reaction. I didn't realize I live in Westport, Connecticut. I, I forgot where I live for a moment. And, you know, sometimes people know me from my prior profession, uh, being on cable news television. So I could easily see that making its way toward Instagram. And suddenly it's like, holy crap, Dave Briggs, uh, no longer on TV, losing his mind, wearing a blanket over his head outside the house. So I quite frankly, you, I think, how did you get that thing? And how much does it cost? This was a Christmas gift uh, from the mother-in-law who always comes through with some awesome Christmas gifts. So I don't actually know how much they are, but I'm sure I can look that up uh, really I've quickly. Heard of, I've heard of, what are they called? The Snuggie. I've never heard of yeah. the Comfy. Well, the beauty of the Comfy is, all right, so it looks like 30 bucks you can get one for. Um, 40 bucks is, is the standard model. So somewhere between 30 and 40 bucks. Um it, the, the Snuggie had a problem, and I had multiple Snuggies, quite frankly. The whole the whole family had them. The whole family has comfies. The Snuggie had no back. Like, you wore the Snuggie, and you couldn't walk around with it because it would just – you'd have to pull it together because it had no back. It was like a hospital gown that was warm without a tie. So all they did is basically say, can we just – finish the Snuggie, wrap it around people. And I'm sure these guys have made millions of dollars, man. Like, why couldn't we have invented the Comfy, man? It I was know. right there. I know. So wait a minute. And and so basically, it's just a hooded sweatshirt with, like, blanket lining. Like, and it, it's just really warm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's giant. So, like, I mean, you could wear this. It's your heaviest, I think, was 370. You could fit into this comfy I'm wearing right now. So it's massive, and that's why it looks so insane. Like, if it were fitted and I wore it to pick up dinner last night, it probably wouldn't have been so judgmental, but it is massive. I mean, it is a parachute, yes, with the furry lining and the pocket and the hood. But but you, we digress. You, you were wearing a collared shirt, and again, sorry for the folks that are listening, not watching. We'll describe it for you. Ross Tucker for the second straight day here on Home and Home wearing a collared shirt. I can't remember consecutive days in which you wore a collared shirt on this program or even two days in the last 30. Why? 
Uh, well, yesterday I was in studio because I had taken the red eye back from Philly and I was in studio at the Entercom offices. And so, I don't know, you know, you're in an office, you got to wear a collared shirt or whatever. I, I wanted to have something decent on to be in the office. Today, I am going to meet the prospective second grade teachers for my older daughter. And so I'm going to the school. My wife's going to be there. And afterwards... We have lunch with our daughter, so I figured I'd uh, class up the place. And then I have a uh, a lunch meeting with. I'm actually having back-to-back lunches. I'm having school lunch and then a lunch meeting. I can do it. I can do it. Uh, back-to-back lunches. So anyway, that's why I got the button down on. Here's my question for you, Dave. Okay, I'm gonna sit up so you can really like. I trust you with advice. Okay. Now, it's like a Seinfeld skit Seinfeld commercial I know episode this button right like I feel like I'm uptight a little uptight when I have the top button button I don't mean like the crazy like putting a tie on top button like some people do which I think is insane I mean the button below that but when I unbutton that I, I just feel like I'm like it's like way out there, way like there's like a lot of skin, a big V there. So which way should I go? Should I go like this or should I button that first button? First, do you shave your chest? You must. No, I do not. Bullshit. Never wow. Bobby, well, because I don't go down because I got a lot of stuff i got a lot of fur coming out there i see no hair i mean i have a little bit of hair like you can pull it but it's not you know what's crazy you ever see those guys that have hair over every inch of their body like teen wolf yeah yeah that's my dad that's my dad and i thought that was me i i am convinced to this day that certain girls didn't hook up with me that I knew and they were family friends because they had seen my dad at the pool and they were nervous about how much hair I might have someday. I'm convinced by that. It definitely was not my award-winning personality. Folks, Ross Tucker is like a hairless cat on his chest. It is unbelievable. No, no you're right on the there. You just can't see it. It's just lower and you can't see it. Dude, here's um, the question. You didn't answer my yeah, question. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to get some value out of you on this show. Yeah, no question. You can, you got to go that that uh, button one more. Okay, you you can't show too much at our age. If it were ten years ago when we were younger, more ripped, more proud, more bold, yes, um, I go down two buttons. But the way, yeah, you know, we're just getting a little older. I think it's a weird look, in particular at the 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 school. At the school, I'd always opt for more conservative than than typical. So definitely don't show too much skin to the teacher. That'd be a little weird, right? I'd be a little weird. So I think you got it. Button it up, pal, and get rid of the striped button-ups. Let's see if we can improve on that. How about a solid? How about a pattern? I think we've moved past stripes six, seven, eight years ago. Okay, pal? You got another tip from me here, okay? That thing well, needs to go. Again, again? Oh, am I doing something wrong? Yeah, just the whole vertical stripe thing. Like, we moved past it, like, at least five years ago. What should I have instead? 
a nice like I'll, I'll send you some some mock-ups but like a, a Ted Baker has like a nice pattern to it uh, uh, some texture to it but we really have moved away from the vertical stripe button down not exactly fashion forward Ross Tucker but again based on your uh, Crocs and hoodies this is probably like a 10 on your fashionable scale right I do I do um I do vertical stripes cuz it's slimming. Hmm, someone told you that, huh? It's also out of style. <laughs> it's also out of style. So we need to move away from you it. You are brutal, dude. You are brutal. Hey man, life hacks. You usually help me. I'm trying to help you this morning. I will send you a couple of uh of patterns that I think would Give improve your game. Give me some examples of what I should wear. I let, in all sincerity, I have no fashion sense whatsoever. And you have a lot of it. So I will take your advice ever, always when it comes to that. Highly recommend uh, Ted Baker. That's some of my favorite shirts out there. Although you might be too big a dude. You might just be too large. But I'll send you a couple of examples of what you ought to be wearing. We move away from fashion and back toward the Super Bowl because we're going to continue counting it down each and every day here on Home and Home. We are now what? 12 days out, each day we'll be breaking down one aspect of the Super Bowl as we get jacked up for the two teams to meet down in Miami. And with that, our poll question this morning is this, at RDC, home and home. Does the 49ers getting to the Super Bowl without having an elite QB give you hope for your team next year? The argument goes, hell, if the Niners can just hand it off every time the Packers knowing what was coming and reached the Super Bowl, can that model be expanded on? Should you feel good if your team has a, an average or slightly better than average quarterback and feel like you too can win a Super Bowl? Because Jimmy Garoppolo threw it all of eight times, of course, in the NFC Championship game, six of eight, eight times to get to the Super Bowl. So how are you feeling this morning, honestly? Now that the attention has subsided, now that you're home alone, maybe you're talking to your agent, maybe you're talking to your friends, do you feel every bit as good about reaching the Super Bowl with eight passes as you would if you reached the Super Bowl going 25 of 30 for 300 yards and three touchdowns? I don't know. I think I'm feeling not as good as if I carried my team to the Super Bowl, but I'm young, I'm rich. I'm good looking. I can have anybody I want. I'm one game of winning, uh, one game away from winning the Super Bowl, and I know we can't do it without me throwing 15 to 20 times to win that game. I'm feeling just fine. No, I'm feeling outstanding. I don't give a damn how many times I threw it. I'm feeling awfully good this morning if I'm Jimmy G and you, Ross. Yeah, you know, uh, I, look, he's feeling great, and I think he witnessed in New England how much winning and success matters and how that trumped everything for Tom Brady and that no matter what you care about with stats and you want to throw the ball and throw touchdowns, I think he realized in New England, and I'm not sure every other quarterback would have this perspective, but that winning really does trump everything. And that as long as you're winning, people will be giving you kudos and credit no matter how much you throw the ball. Do I think he wishes he threw it a little bit more? Absolutely. 
is he maybe is he maybe wondering a little bit if Kyle Shanahan lost some faith in him after the interception to Eric Kendricks? Maybe a little bit. I think I think he's so confident that he probably thinks we're just running over them with running the football. Why not keep doing it? Um, but I don't know how you don't a little bit, Dave, when you're a quarterback who doesn't throw a pass for an hour and a half. I don't know how you're a little bit don't start to think like, you know, it'd be nice if I could throw one every once in a while here and feel like I'm contributing more to us winning. Ultimately, I'm sure he feels fine, but I don't think he'd be human if there wasn't a little part of him that felt like it would be nice to have been a more significant contributor to the last two wins. I'm feeling like I got a $28 million uh, haul this year and I have a $137 million contract and I can do anything I want at any moment. I just want to be part of a winning team. I don't have to be the reason we are on top. And where is our poll right now? 59% of you say no. Jimmy Garoppolo reaching the Super Bowl does not give me t- faith that my team can reach a Super Bowl with a slightly above average quarterback. I agree with that. I'm a Bronco fan. I think Drew Locke might have some next level talent two, three years down the road. But not only is Patrick Mahomes in my division, I don't believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is just average. I think he's better than we are giving him credit for. So I think if I'm the Chicago Bears and I have Mitch Trubisky, I do think you should be able to reach a Super Bowl with Mitch Trubisky. I do. I don't think he's very good, but given the defense they had last year, if they had an elite offensive line, a Kyle Shanahan system, and an elite running back, they didn't have any of those things last year. I do think that's a team with a defense producing like that is capable of winning the Super Bowl. But here's Jimmy Garoppolo. When they've needed him to win a game this season, he has done exactly that. He's done it four times. One was against Cincinnati, two were against Arizona, and one was against the New Orleans Saints. Jimmy Garoppolo averaged 346 yards in those four wins in which he had to be the man to win a football game, and he also threw 15 touchdowns in those four games to put his team on his shoulders, and win a game when he has to. And I think that's what he's going to have to do in the Super Bowl, Ross. Yeah, you know, I think that the Niners can and should give teams hope. Any fan base hope. Dude, would they have four straight 10 lost seasons? Are you kidding me? Four straight 10-plus lost seasons. That's unbelievable. To go right from that, including 4-12 and 12 last year, to the Super Bowl? So that should give Niner, uh, non-Niners fans hope right there. Then, if you are a team that doesn't have an elite quarterback, which is most of them, you should also get some hope from this Niners team. I mean, look, having Patrick Mahomes, Dave, that's like, that's like winning the lottery, right? You draft a quarterback at 11 that people weren't sure on. The Bears passed on. He turns out to be an all-timer in terms of talent and has a chance to be an all-time great and have an all-time great career. 
But that's kind of like winning the lottery. I think if you're a fan of the Bears or the Buffalo Bills, or I feel like we can go right down the line almost, Cleveland Browns, you could look at it and say, you know what? I think our quarterback could play as well as Jimmy did. We need to run the ball better. Browns ran it pretty well. Bills ran it pretty well. We need to have a dominant D-line. Bills D-line was pretty good. They got one more dude to go with Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips, Jerry Hughes. Browns D-line, pretty good. Miles Garrett, Larry Joby, get one more guy to go with them. I think that the Niners are like an attainable goal. I think a lot of teams can get hope and derive optimism for next year from the Niners. But it's interesting, Dave, because you look at some of the responses from people. And we, by the way, for those of you listening later on demand, we love interaction with you guys on social media. So make sure you're following the show at RDC Home and Home. Dave's at Dave Briggs TV. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. And then when we post the poll, reply to it. Vote. Here's what Randall Kennedy said, Dave. He said, without an elite quarterback, LOL. I'd bet any team would kill for their quarterback to have a win percentage of 81%. People forget that Jimmy GQ has started just 26 games in his career. F. O-H, with this nonsense, which I think means fart out of here. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing I would say to Randall. Hey, Randall, it's a simple question. Do you think Jimmy G's an elite quarterback? No, you don't. Thanks for playing. Er, He's not an elite quarterback. So, like, that's a cool response, Randall. But he's not an elite quarterback. Dan Huffnagel says they're sure paying him like an elite quarterback. And that's true. Um, Take Flight Jets says you don't need an elite quarterback. You just need a good one. Goff, Flacco, Foles, Jimmy G, and Eli aren't elite, but still good enough to get there and even win it at times. Peyton wasn't elite in his last year. I wouldn't even say Brady was elite last year, but still good enough. Um, Kane says he's pretty elite at winning games. So a lot of people chiming in. Christopher Zimmerman says, I consider Jimmy G to be an elite quarterback. If Jimmy G is an elite quarterback, how many elite quarterbacks are there then? There is no question that he is not an elite quarterback. But is he – the PFF grade on Jimmy Garoppolo this season was 13. I would put him exactly where that PFF grade has him in terms of – where he falls in this league in the top 15, which is better than average, slightly better than average. Um, so yes, I think you made a compelling case that if you are a team and I think the Cleveland Browns are one of those few teams, like the Cleveland Browns have to take hope, have to get hope from this situation because Baker Mayfield is every bit as talented as Jimmy Garoppolo, if not more talented They've got an elite running back in Nick Chubb and a guy behind him in Kareem Hunt that's also a Pro Bowl talent caliber. You've got Pro Bowl studs at the wide receiver position and a talented defense. So, yes, if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan and I've got Kevin Stefanski, a guy that knows how to execute the running game, yeah, this does. 
this does give me hope. It doesn't as a Bronco fan, though. It doesn't as a Bronco fan, and maybe that's because Patrick Mahomes is in my division. And I know that there's no way we're going to get by him with a slightly better than average quarterback. So I guess it depends upon your division and your situation, ultimately. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, uh, but it still should give people hope. I mean, everything about it should give people hope. I don't know why. Isn't it weird, Dave, that like, and we talked about this uh, recently, but isn't it weird that like Niners fans take offense to that? Like, how about just be happy your team's in the Super Bowl? No, Literally nobody thinks he's an elite quarterback other than uh, Christopher Zimmerman, who responded to the, the tweet. The only person I know that thinks Jimmy Garoppolo's an elite, he's a good quarterback. Be happy you have a good quarterback. Maybe he keeps getting better. He's only started like 26 games. Maybe he becomes an elite quarterback, but he's not right now. And that's the whole point. That's what we're trying to say here. That's what we're trying to talk about. And I think he should give teams hope. I don't think Mahomes gives anybody hope. I mean, I mean, maybe Mahomes gives Bengals fans hope that maybe Joe Burrow can be like Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Mahomes gives Dolphins fans hope that maybe if they are able to draft Tua, Tua can be like Mahomes. I don't know. But I don't think he gives any other teams that already have quarterbacks that are never going to be like Mahomes hope. Well, who who do you have as elite? So let's name the obvious. Russell Wilson, elite. Breeze. Mahomes, I think you have to at this point throw Lamar Jackson in the conversation. Is Aaron Rodgers still elite? I do believe Matt Stafford I would still put in the elite category. He was having a terrific season before his injury. And, of course, Deshaun Watson. Tom Brady no longer qualifies for that category. Who else do you have in that that uh, that company? I don't think there are that many elite quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, a select elite. The definition of elite is a select group that is superior in terms of abilities or qualities to the rest of a group or society. I mean, if there's 32 quarterbacks, then if you are the 15th, 16th, 17th quarterbacks, you are average. So 15th, 16th, 17th is average then at least a good chunk of them above that are above average. I think elite is like five, maybe six at most. If we're really talking elite. So I think you're talking Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I would still put Drew Brees in that category based on how he played this year. I would not put Aaron Rodgers in that category based on how he played this year. I would not put Tom Brady in that category. I would not put Carson Wentz in that category. I think Deshaun Watson is probably about the tipping point for me. I don't know if Deshaun Watson, he he's close. Deshaun Watson's probably the tough one for me. If we really, if we really went through it, he would be kind of the tipping point guy for me, I think. I put Watson in. What do you have? What about Stafford? What about Matt Ryan? No and no. No and no. They are very good quarterbacks. They are above average quarterbacks. They are not elite quarterbacks. It'll be interesting when we look back on this Super Bowl in terms of how much 
is Jimmy Garoppolo even remembered? Because I don't think many people talk about Bob Greasy with the greatest team in the history of the game, the 1973 Dolphins, who went undefeated. Do you know how many passes Bob Greasy threw in that Super Bowl to win? Six. He was 8 of 11 for 88 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo wins with that type of performance. I think he's going to need to throw it north of 20 times. I can't imagine Andy Reid, Steve Spagnola, that defense is going to allow a just punch-in-the-face, dominant ground game type effort. I think they're going to force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball, but who knows? With that offensive line, who knows how much he'll have to do. Do you think Garoppolo can win with a similar performance as the NFC title game? Yeah, I think he can. Um, I, I think he can. Now, I think he'll probably have to do a little bit more, but I think the Niners are going to try to run the ball down the Chiefs' throat, and I think they're going to have a decent chance to do exactly that. That running game, you think about the second half of the Vikings game, you think about the whole Packers game, the running game right now in San Francisco is unstoppable because it's so multiple – because of the stuff they do with Debo Samuel on the reverses, because they throw it just enough that you can't totally sell out on the run, and because George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk are movable chess pieces. That Let me just explain this to you, Dave. So most teams don't have a fullback. Most teams don't run it to the tight end. And so you're not used to practicing – going up against a tight end at the point of attack, going up against a lead fullback at the point of attack. So those safeties, corners, sometimes outside backers, they're just not used to those run fits. They're not used to taking on those blocks. And those guys happen to be really, really good. And as a result, they're kicking some serious ass on the edge, which is why the Packers couldn't couldn't set an edge to save their life. I mean, it was... I mean, Dave, being on the sideline, it felt like every run was going to go. Like the whole place was like, oh, oh, they tripped him up his ankle. Oh, oh, they grabbed his foot. I mean, it was it was like a high school game. It was crazy. Yeah, Raheem Mostert was untouched on a couple of those touchdowns. And right now, people are not getting hope from Jimmy Garoppolo reaching the Super Bowl. Maybe they feel like their team is just so far short of what the Niners have. 58% of our respondents say no. They do not give me hope that my team can get it done. A lot more quarterback conversation to come on the program, including can Joe Montana have it both ways? Can he claim both the Niners and the Chiefs are my team and my team will win the Super Bowl? Interesting conversation he started on Twitter. And Jalen Hurts also having it both ways with the helmet never before seen in college football history at the Senior Bowl and some great guests to come as well. Carrington Harrison. From Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, weighs in on the Chiefs' dominant effort reaching the Super Bowl, his predictions, and he will defend his knocking down of Rocky IV, one of the great sports movies of all time. Also, the producer of the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix, which I cannot get enough of. It is fantastic, and he will respond to Jose Baez the attorney for the late Aaron Hernandez, who has some criticism about that doc. A lot more to come on the program. 
ZipRecruiter, they send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But this is the key, okay? They don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As the applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com enter. That's ziprecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Can you have it both ways in sports? Can you say my team is going to win either way in this Super Bowl if you have ties to both organizations? Or do you have to pick a side? Can you do so in the Senior Bowl if you played for two colleges? Do you have to pick a side? And it's Pro Bowl week. Today we draft our Pro Bowl rosters. Who is that? Who would you roll with to say Vegas? What athletes, one NFL, MLB, one NBA player, one miscellaneous athlete, you got to have a coach, you got to have somebody to lead that organization. Who are you rolling with big time? Want a big night? Want a huge night? Maybe you're going to the Super Bowl, but you can draft your Pro Bowl roster. We'll see who Ross Tucker is taking to Vegas or maybe taken to South Beach for this coming Super Bowl as we draft our Pro Bowl rosters. Carrington Harrison, Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City on the Chiefs' dominance ahead. Home and home at radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out at ziprecruiter.com slash enter. They are the smartest way to hire. Damn, I'm getting hot in the comfy. I think the comfy is going to have to come off. For those of you that don't know the comfy, the basically blanket with the hood and a pocket and furry lining. I'm getting too hot. I think it's going to go have to go back to the t-shirt, Ross Tucker. But we start this half hour with having it both ways. Joe Montana, some of you feel he's still the GOAT, greatest of all time quarterback, tweeted something yesterday that really resonated across all of social media, a picture of his two game-worn uniforms, one with the Chiefs, one with the Niners, with the caption, you heard from me first, I guarantee my team will win the Super Bowl. Funny. Funny that Joe Montana made that uh, clever caption, Ross. But can he have it both ways? Will Joe Montana honestly straddle the fence in the next 12 days and not pick a side and not acknowledge he has to be rooting for the Niners? Or maybe he doesn't want his legacy stomped on in any way, shape, or form. Wait, wait, wait. Why does he have to be rooting for the Niners? That's his team, man. That's everything he's identified with. Four Super Bowl rings, his entire career minus okay, the very ending that we've all tried to forget in Kansas City. If Tom Brady goes and plays for the L.A. Chargers for the next two years, he doesn't have two teams, my teams. He only has one. You only get one my team. Well, 
it's funny because I think the Chiefs fans love it and love that Montana's saying that. And I think that the Niners fans, you got to know that that bothers them. You got to know that that eats at oh, them. Yeah. That he played there, that he even has the framed jersey up in his house, that he's saying, I win either way. But guess what, Niners fans? You're the ones that got rid of him. Your team got rid of him. And oh, by the way, Steve Young was pretty good. It was probably the right decision. In fact, definitely the right decision. You won another Super Bowl then with Steve Young. But I think Joe Montana appreciates that the Niners wouldn't let, the, let him go, that the Chiefs wanted him. And he went there and had some success. And you know what, Dave? Last year, I was at the AFC Championship game. Joe Montana was there. He was like the honorary coin toss guy or whatever yeah. for the Chiefs. For the Chiefs. He was there at the conference championship game. So he embraces it. They brought him back. He went to it. He embraces his time as a Chief. He enjoyed it. And I think he wins either way. I don't think he does want the Niners to win. I think if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, that'd be awesome. First one in 50 years, Andy Reid. You know, the more success the Niners have without him, that doesn't really help his legacy as a Niner, in my mind. Whereas the Chiefs, it's like he'd be happy for those people and those fans. I think mm. deep down, Joe Montana wants the Chiefs. I I kind of feel like you're right. And because when I fast forward Tom Brady's career a year or two and say he goes and plays with the Chargers, say he goes and plays with the Raiders, and we'll talk more about Tom Brady later in the program because he has given some hints on his willingness to play elsewhere. I think Tom Brady would be rooting against the Patriots because I don't think, I think if this ends this way, it will end that Bill Belichick probably didn't want him back. And if Tom Brady goes elsewhere, yeah, I think he will be rooting against the Patriots to win because, of course, unlike Montana, this has nothing to do with Montana's legacy. But if Bill Belichick were to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, that would have a serious impact, I think, on the legacy and in terms of how we interpret that brilliant goat career of Tom Brady. But Joe Montana, no, this is different. You have to pick a side. Here's what Montana's doing. He's brilliant. He's really smart at this stuff. This is a marketing plan. He is going to have a, an advertising campaign right around the Super Bowl. Guarantee you he is in Miami doing tons of ads leading up to a big reveal who his team is. And he's going to have the jersey sliced right in half, half Chiefs, half Niners. Joe is trying to make a buck here because he's really good at doing that post leaving football. I wish he wouldn't. I wish he would remain 100% committed to the Niners. We don't want Jerry Rice claiming his, uh, what, the Seahawks, the Broncos, the Raiders. Those are all his teams now. Brett Favre, what, Vikings, Jets. Those are your teams now. Come on, Ross. Get off the fence. You don't like this. I do like it. I think Joe Montana is a genius. I do like it. I like playing both sides of the fence. If two of my teams were in the Super Bowl that I played for, I'd be doing the exact same thing, and I'd be trying to get marketing money from both sides. I'd be anybody that would be interested. I'd be there. I'd be I'd be open yeah. to it. Um, everybody knows I have an affinity for the Bills. I gotta say this to you, by the way, Dave. Jerry Rice is hilarious. 
Jerry Rice, I don't know if they how much they showed it on TV. Jerry Rice was on the field for two and a half hours before the game and the entire game. Jerry Rice, I, I don't know what the Niners pay him. I don't know what his official title is other than just kind of being Jerry Rice ambassador or something. But a lot of times there's ambassadors that are up in the sky boxes and they'll go shake hands and blah, blah, blah. Jerry Rice is on the field the whole time shaking hands around the around the outside of the perimeter with fans. He had a gold chain on. During a lot of commercial breaks, they show him and he like dances. I mean, it was, I saw him, I dapped him up. It was hilarious. Like every team, he he's basically like the 49ers mascot. I mean, no joke. He was on the field the whole game. They interviewed him. Uh, I, I don't know what his official role is, but it's hilarious. He's like the ambassador mascot, whatever. And it was awesome. I mean, I, he looked like he was having the time of his life. I think most guys would be like, oh, I don't like this dog and pony show. He loved it. Yeah. I think Jerry Rice loves being Jerry Rice. I think Jerry Rice loves all the people loving him and being on the jumbo truck. I mean, it was hilarious. Yeah, they, they, it was burning up social media. Jerry catching passes in his suit in the end zone. Uh, one of those guys that just never ages and being Jerry Rice looks like a very cool deal. Joe Montana having it both ways. So too is Jalen Hurts. The former Oklahoma quarterback runner up for the Heisman Trophy has a very cool helmet this week for the Super Bowl. A lot like what we're seeing from Joe Montana having it both ways. In Jalen's case, you got to do it. And this is brilliant. Joe, not cool. Jalen, this is acceptable. His football helmet has half Oklahoma and half Alabama. Of course, he played three seasons at Alabama, won a national title with Alabama. The brunt of his statistical achievements were at Alabama. That's what made him who he was. Now, his best season by far was with the Oklahoma Sooners. Again, his one uh, top five runner-up Heisman Trophy season came this year with Lincoln Riley and the Sooners. But this is a situation where I absolutely love having it both ways because you cannot separate Jalen Hurts from both schools. Joe Montana, I never picture as a chief, but Jalen Hurts, I do see split right down the middle. I assume you're definitely okay with this one. Love it. I love the helmet. Uh, that's a true collector's item. Now, I'm sure he'll keep it rather than selling it, but that is, I mean, I've seen the helmet. It looks so cool. I think it's exactly the way he should go about it. And unlike the Montana Niners Chiefs thing, Dave, where there's a little bit of tension there, primarily Niners fans or people like you, there is none when it comes to Jalen Hurts. There is absolutely none. I think every Alabama fan appreciates what he did for them. Every Alabama fan appreciates that, you know, it was time for him to go because he wasn't going to play, Tua was going to play. It's just interesting, isn't it? Whether it's Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow, it's fascinating how much the people from their first schools and or their home states really root for them and like those young men. Joe Burrow is a little different, but he got beat out by Dwayne Haskins, so he left. And 
Ohio State fans, people in Ohio cheer for him. It, I think it's a really nice thing. It's a positive. A lot of times there's tension and hard feelings like I would have if I was a Houston Cougar fan with De'Eric King going to Miami, but that's another story. Uh, but for those guys, it's it's all good. It's all positive. I think the helmet reflects that. It's awesome. Yeah, very different transfer situation for Houston quarterback De'Eric King than it was for Jalen Hurts. De'Eric King, uh, for those of you who don't remember, he redshirted essentially earlier on this year, and the wisdom, prevailing wisdom out of Houston was that he was going to come back to Houston next season when all of us with common sense knew that was not the case. One more quarterback conversation before we welcome our friend Carrington Harris into the conversation is another guy who's had it both ways in terms of success, but this guy during football and post-football, and arguably nobody in sports today has been more successful outside of his football career than Tony Romo. There, of course, is a reported bidding war going on for the broadcaster's services. Apparently, ESPN preparing a massive offer to bring him over to Monday Night Football, one CBS could match. And that'll be one of the more intriguing off-the-field discussions that happens off-season. But Tony Romo started another interesting conversation regarding his broadcasting skills over the weekend when he clearly pointed out a missed call by the referees in the AFC championship game, the Tennessee Titans late in the game had 12 players on the field. I'm not sure how Tony Romo knew it so quickly. He just sees the field from that booth better than just about anybody we've ever had. But if you were watching the game, Romo openly mocked the referees for not calling 12 men on the field. They went to a commercial, they came back and Romo continued to lay it on the referees. He was not holding back. I can't imagine they were thrilled about it. And it turns out that there may be something to this. There may be an actual way that New York got in touch with the referees, having heard Romo's problem with it. That's what Terry McCauley says, the former NFL referee who said on Twitter, are you okay with referees getting word from New York that Tony Romo called out a penalty? Yes, I am, and I'm not surprised. Uh, this happens more often than people realize. Sometimes, Dave, they will have other officials come over to them and they'll huddle up, but they're really talking back to New York. We saw the best example of this in the AFC wildcard game between the Bills and the Texans. When Tony Corrente was going to call a touchdown for the Buffalo Bills after DeAndre Carter got the ball in the end zone, Corrente was ahead of him, which is not where he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be behind him. Carter flips him the ball because he's taking a touchback. You don't have to, he didn't put his knee down, flips him the ball because he's taking a touchback. And Corrente goes, oh, and lets him recover it and then calls a touchdown. Corrente was going to let that stand until two guys from the sideline who are talking to New York came flying in. They're like, don't do this. Don't do this. You can't do this. They don't want you to do it. And Corrente's like, okay, okay. And he announces that. That happens more often than, than you'd like to realize. And which shows us they already do have the sky judge that they say they're not going to have. Now, supposedly it's only for administrative stuff, which I guess is what this was 
or what 12 men on the field is an administrative thing as opposed to a judgment call. So I guess this falls within the purview or the parameters of New York being able to say, yeah, throw the flag, there's 12 guys on the field. Yeah, this is the Sky Judge. Tony Romo just might be the Sky Judge moving forward. This is clearly the one thing, and we all agree on this, that the NFL has to make a move in the offseason to clear up officiating confusions. Maybe it should be Tony Romo, although I don't think the NFL can afford the big guy. He's going to get somewhere between 10 and $15 million a year in the broadcasting booth. Is he worth it? A discussion for another day, but we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Carrington Harrison, Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, weighs in on Joe Montana. Can he have it both ways? Do you love it if you're a Chiefs fan? And all about the Super Bowl matchup with the Niners after a quick break. But first, Zip Recruiter, you know them, we love them. They send your jobs. Let's say you need a job for your company where you work, or maybe you own your own business. ZipRecruiter is the single best place to try to get the right hire for you. And you know how important the right hire is. They send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is effective, so effective in fact, that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember... You can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 